Welcome back to the show off. My name is Wendell Hussey from the Batuta Advocate. My name is Laura Marcia from Pedestrian. And this week we are talking about what caught our eye on the internet. But before we get into the episode, we've got a big thanks to the good people at BWS who are keeping the lights on here in the studio and our respective buildings. And thanks to BWS, you can win four tickets to a one-off Fisher gig at the BWS Cool Room at Hard Fizz Brewery in Burley Heads, Queensland. Plus, if you're from Queensland, you can win one of 40 double passes to the gig. 15th of February, flights and accommodation are included and you will get to meet the man, the myth, the legend, Fisher. <laughs> so a bit of fun. And if it sounds good to you, go and check the link in the show notes. We'll have the details there. And so today, kudos over BWS. We are drinking a rainbird, lemon lime and sparkling water. So cheers to that. Yummers. All right, Wendell, so what do you have for us from the internet this week? Well, I want to talk about the return of prank videos. They're back, particularly here in Australia, and maybe not in a great way. Now, we've all seen the vast array of prank videos in our time. They range from, you know, clever, elaborate stunts that make you giggle all the way to blokes who just throw their mates' iPhones in a body of water because... Essentially, there is nothing funnier than seeing the average Australian wage for two weeks just disappear in a moment to uh, stir up your mate. Very clever stuff. Obviously, the glory days of prank videos from the likes of Logan Paul and the Janoskians and Shami and Jackson O'Doherty are a bit behind us. That could potentially be because of my age, but it also could be because, I don't know, Logan Paul's off fighting notable boxers and UFC fighters or because Jackson O'Doherty has raked in millions and millions of dollars from OnlyFans. Uh, it does seem like it's been an eternity since we've had people jumping out of car parks and broom cupboards and the like wearing scary clown masks Thank to God. stir people up. Thank yeah, God. I think everyone's pretty happy the clown mask... Um, <laughs> Trend has disappeared. A new wave of pranksters in Australia seem to be trying to make their mark, particularly um, here in Oz, in fact. A teenager from Melbourne, uh, we'll call him the milk pourer, he's caused quite a stir on the internet this week by pouring a bottle of milk all over some gal pals trying to enjoy a nice birthday cruise and lunch out on the Yarra River. Yeah, not very nice, not ideal. The group of girls went viral over the weekend for posting a video with the caption, POV, you book a boat for your friend's birthday and some kid ends up pouring a bottle of milk on us. Not my kind of POV content, that is for sure. Now, obviously, there's some pretty unhappy uh, young ladies after the milk pouring, their clothes are drenched, bags are drenched, speakers drenched, and worst of all, their platter with fruit and cheese and cabanossi, et cetera, is drenched with milk That's as well. That's a travesty. Which is, is one of the great shames. I mm. hate seeing food needlessly wasted. And, you know, it's fair to say I don't think the girls were coming back for that. Um, Not that even the cabanossi? That was going straight in the bin. I would have gone back for the cabanossi mm. 100%, absolutely. But I don't think that was the case this time around. So yeah. a real shame, that is. Now, the original poster did drop a comment on the video saying that Go Boat, who provided them with the boat, had given them an extra day's credit and helped them clean up and um, sort themselves out. So they'll get to go out on the Yarra again um, and enjoy themselves, which is a good thing. Shout out to the company that looked after them there. But at the time of recording, 
that video, the original video by the girls on the boat, has racked up over 14 million views. Jeez. It's caused a heap of stories. Plenty of people have seen about it. There's been a lot of traction online, um, lots of comments, uh, more comments you could say than a Daily Mail article talking about Pat Cummins being woke or taking That's a, a stance on something that uh, boomers don't like. So a lot, a lot of comments and a lot of people wound up. The sentiment of these comments generally seems to be this kid's a little shit and he needs to be dealt with and he needs to face some repercussions and some consequences for his action. There are still a lot of people who are saying, nah, this is actually pretty funny, this is low-key funny. Obviously um, fans of pretty basic prank videos who are um, putting some support behind him. I'll let you be the judge of what's of the comments you fall on but the police have come out and said that no charges have been laid no one's asked them to lay charges this is at the time of our recording yeah interesting and can you actually charge someone for pouring milk on another person well you could you absolutely could you could find a way whether it's through assault or harassment or any of those things i don't think there's any milk specific legislation okay but um they could find a way to lay some charges if those gals on the boat want to do that. The milk pourer, who goes by the name Giddy No Kitty, has been claiming on comments online, bragging that they won't get him because he's a minor and he can't be charged, which is way less accurate than his milk-throwing skills because he can definitely be charged um, as a minor, as we'll find out later on in this segment. Now, some sleuths reckon they've tracked him down to a school on the outskirts of Melbourne because he's been quite active online responding to different things, trying to troll people and stir them up. So they've contacted his school and he's posted a video saying, please stop contacting my school. They're threatening me with expulsion. Can't believe you would do this to a minor. So he's going by the uh, minor excuse, uh, yeah, repercussions for his actions, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not so convinced or sold put it that way, that they have tracked down his school and they have tracked him down. His username and his handle, this is the milk pourer, yeah. is Giddy No Kitty, right, which centres around a NBA player who is from Melbourne who was recently in the middle of a scandal involving sexual relations with an underage girl. Now, that whole thing's kind of disappeared. That's a separate thing. You can go and look into that yourself. But there was a lot of conversation online about what all of that meant. And this guy has got his handle, Giddy No Kitty, the milk pourer. And it makes me think that he is leaning into the trolley elements of the internet um, that tends to go with these sorts of things. Also, I think it's quite weird that a troll would kind of post something pretending to be upset by people going after him because they never like to show their feelings. They never like to let people on the internet know they've got to them. You know, they want to be the guys who are proud of what they've done and they've stirred everyone up. Now, the milk pourer has posted a bunch of videos in the past um, doing particularly hilarious things like pouring milk on a food delivery driver who is dropping um, some food off to someone in the building or just generally pouring milk or throwing things on people. Those videos have received similar responses online. So he's trying to go for these prank angles, stirring people up, going viral, etc. Now here's where it gets a little bit interesting. If you go to TikTok or Instagram right now, I don't think you will find any of those videos. The only videos of the milk pouring incident you will find are from the gals on the boat and news stories about it. Mm. So obviously TikTok and Instagram have made a concerted effort to go after him and they've taken down all of the videos he's posted and people who've reposted his videos. His profiles seem to have been taken down 
as uh, before we went to recording, he was on 11 followers for TikTok. So obviously he was on heaps more before that yeah. and that's just disappeared. So it seems like these platforms are trying to go after him pretty hard and ensure that he's not going viral for that kind of content. That makes it interesting, the fact that he's not getting any followers and he's not getting any interaction and any engagement. Yeah. Because obviously the previous pranksters, you know, the likes of Shami and O'Doherty and Paul, etc., they've made squillions out of this. They made so much bank. That's you know, prank videos helped them become characters. They went viral. They got heaps of traction, and then the money flowed through that. So if pranksters like Giddy No Kitty aren't getting any followers, they're not getting any engagement, and they're not building a proper profile and getting a celebrity from this. It'll be curious to see what happens, whether they persevere or whether guys like him keep going. Because the other thing that's interesting about this is it comes in the background of a few different pranks around Australia. This one involved a bunch of teenagers pushing an elderly man into the water at the Mornington Peninsula Wharf. Holy fuck. Yeah, pretty scat. The 14-year-old's since been charged by police. Good. So you can charge minors for offences like this. And there's been some other ones where, like, Cyclos was run off the road and some other kind of darker things. So not pranks at all. So not pranks. Yeah, cool. Same sort of thing. The profile's been taken down and been finished with. So these guys, they've been going after some hectic prank content. But if these creators are taking down the videos, getting rid of their profiles and not allowing them to actually snowball and become big, huge characters on these mainstream platforms... It'll be interesting to see what happens with this content moving forward, whether they keep trying to make this content mm. that, you know, people might see for an hour or two or whether they start going darker or they start going to other platforms or whether they innovate and actually come up with some, like, humorous, lighthearted pranks that don't involve throwing milk on people. Don't know, something to keep an eye on. Um, I'll be keeping an eye on the internet this week and... We'll kind of see uh, see what happens, see if anyone's crying over spilt milk moving forward. That's it. I won't be keeping an eye on it because I don't want to give it any more views or money or any commercial opportunities. That's fair enough. Yeah, you're doing a great thing if you're um, keeping them best. out of the limelight. But I'll let you know if any more cooked videos so come much. out of this. That's good anyway, stuff. that's what I noticed on the internet this week. Thanks, Wendell. All right, Laura Marcia, what have you got for us this week? Well, Wendell, I don't know if you've seen this, but this week I will be talking about what the fuck is legging legs and why is TikTok so angry about it? Have you heard of legging legs? No, I think we might have a slightly different algorithm by the sounds of things, but um, yeah. can you hear about it? Yeah, good. Okay, so let me put you in perspective. So in January, yep. our TikTok feeds become a little bit more toxic than usual, especially for me. So things to do with body image related issues and healthy habits become a bit skewed in January. Yep. And so far this year, one of the most worrying trends that I've come across is hashtag legging legs. And it has given me the most insane flashbacks to 2014 Tumblr. So and it turns out that I'm not the only one. Okay. As well. So let's look at where did the trend begin? So the trend of legging legs kicked off in early January and the hashtag received 33 million views. And it started off with a bunch of girls going on the app and showing their legs in leggings about how thin they are, their thigh gaps. Or on the other hand, a bunch of girls coming out being really sad about the fact that they don't have these legs that are legging legs. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that legging legs are a certain type of leg that is socially acceptable to go into leggings. And I think I have an idea. Yeah. And in this case, they're really, really thin legs. Um, it's quite Eurocentric and honestly really fucking stupid. So, 
Yeah, it gave a lot of millennials and elder Gen Z some flashbacks to the Tumblr mm -hmm. days, which was pretty shit, if you ask me. So let's look at some examples, shall we? So this is the first girl. She's a teenage girl, as you can see. Mm -hmm. And here she is lamenting the fact that she doesn't have legging legs, but she's also doing a body check where she shows her body. And as you can see, she's a beautiful young girl. Well, the legs look to be in leggings, um, which has kind of confused me in terms of what are legging legs and not. But anyway, so you might need to explain that to no, me. No, no, you're catching on. Just mm -hmm. stay tuned. Okay. So another girl, same issue. She feels like she's not fitting into this standard of beauty that has been perpetuated on TikTok right now. So, Wendell, I don't know if you were on Tumblr. Back no, in the day. more no? a prank video guy. Of you course, know? of course. Yeah. So this is kind of what Tumblr was about back in the day. So uh -huh. it's that indie sleaze, um, really skinny content, this grungy aesthetic. People loved skins. People mm. loved thinking they were more hardcore than they actually were. Lana Del Rey, you get the vibe? Yeah, Effie from Skins. Effie from Skins mm. was the it girl. Yeah. Um, so that kind of really gives you a vibe. Spewing, I missed it actually. Mm, you didn't? Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But <laughs> the content on Tumblr and the trending hashtag immediately mm. sparked some online PTSD for millennials and elder Gen Z like myself who lived through this extremely fat phobic era of the 2010s. And most specifically, this was fueled by Tumblr. So not only was it quite a fat phobic era for the platform, it really helped to define what the standard of beauty was at this time. But Tumblr also became a host platform for a lot of pro-anorexia um, stances and self-harm. So it was so prevalent that in 2012, uh, the platform had to come out and be like, no, we're not going to actively promote these things anymore. And they moderated blogs which glorified or promoted anorexia, bulimia and other eating disorders, as they should. And since 2020, it's sadly become pretty clear that this kind of content has found its way onto TikTok. Mm -hmm. So although TikTok claims that it doesn't allow for content which promotes or glorifies anorexia or any eating disorders, there have been some times where people have shown that mm, some things have been let slide. Like in 2021, The Guardian did a report showing that hashtags like skinny check, pro Anna and thinspo were available. But since that report, they're now all blocked, as you can see. So now instead, when you search thigh gap, when you search thinspo, it comes up with you're not alone and some lifeline or butterfly foundation messages, which is great. However, as people always do, they find their way around it. Mm -hmm. So in this case, they've replaced, you know, the A with a four and you can see that there's thigh gap content. And while like a lot of it is thigh gaps are bad, there's still some damaging things to get through. So this is an issue because of the demographic on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's super young people and it, no matter what your age, this stuff can be incredibly triggering. But now that we're seeing more TikTok users are using TikTok as a source of actual information, many find themselves falling into really damaging habits and it can be really awful for eating disorders for young people. But this week, in some good news, the hashtag has been taken over by some elder Gen Zs and millennials who are renegades who don't want history to repeat themselves. How did the legging legs trend change this week? In the grand scheme of things, the good news is that the hashtag didn't really get that much traction from people who were using it in this like awful body image way. Mm. This time the body positive movement took over and they've been doing a lot of posts with the hashtag legging legs talking about how dumb this is. So they're actually slamming how fucking ridiculous this idea is. Got some examples for mm -hmm. you. All right. So this is a nutritionist and I'll just read it in case you can't see it. But seeing the trend, legging legs hit the internet has repackaged the thigh gap of the early 2000s. So many girls I knew in high school got EDs trying to have a thigh gap. So she's stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So obviously she doesn't think thigh gaps are good. Mm. It's a bad idea. Legging legs suck. So this chick is saying, thank God I have legging legs or how else would I be able to do this? Because thigh gaps are often due to your skeletal structure and not really to do with 
anything else really. So if you have legs, good chances are you have legging legs, as you said earlier. So as you can see, TikTok is pretty good at finding ways to make young pe people feel really insecure about themselves. From hip dips to wide rib cages, it's things that people can't really control and due to genetics. So I'm really hoping that the reclamation of this hashtag encourages people to, I don't know, go outside, get a grip, call your grandma and just really connect with the outside world that's not online. There you go. Well, we know what TikTok's done to our attention span, so things roll through pretty quickly. Maybe that'll be uh, the case with legging legs and it'll be gone. Yeah. Um, gone in no time at all. That's it. And so that's the deal with legging legs. Well, that's all we've got for you this week on the show off. Thanks very much to BWS for allowing us to trawl through the internet and talk about what got our attention. And thanks very much to you for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. See ya.